Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Uh, it's September 20th and we got another special guest on the pod today, but he's a friend of the show, recurring guest, our guy Ed Alton. How's it going, Ed? Hey guys, everything's going great. It's good to be back to work and hanging out in the States again, ready to get at her next week in Dominican Republic as well. But it's nice to be back on the show, guys. Yeah, it's great having you. Before we get into your time going to the Dominican and how things have been going, let's talk about obviously the big story this week is uh, winged foot. It's Sunday for us, so we don't know who the winner is yet. But uh, it's been a crazy first three rounds. I guess, Reed, you were live from the ground. Maybe give us some input. Yeah, uh, the golf course was pretty special, man. It was one of those you you walked in, you know, to the clubhouse area before going to the golf course, and it was it was uh, pretty remarkable in the essence of the aura it gave off. You know, big clubhouse, big grounds, um, immaculate conditions. Uh, the golf course was it was tough. I mean, if if you were hitting it well, you were able to make a few birdies here and there. But if if you were off by any little certain you know standpoint, man, it was it was it was tough. If, especially if you hit in areas where, like, I mean, there's like I mentioned before the tournament even started last week. There's areas on the golf course where if you hit it, you were pretty much toast, and you know it required a hack out or a pitch away from the hole by 70 feet or whatever. Um, but, uh, it's playing true. It's playing fair. Um, you know, uh, it's actually pretty funny. One of the rounds in the second round or first round, sorry. Uh, we were walking up pole three and our walking score comes over to me and he goes, you know, who lives in that house or who just bought that house behind hole three green. And it was Rick Patino. He bought it. And the, and the only the, the um, rule was that he could have it before the U.S. Open got there because he put a stand up in his backyard and had like a bunch of people over to watch it over the fence. Wow, that's uh, that's wild. Was so yeah, the course was playing brutal. I know uh, there was some pretty funny moments yesterday. Well, maybe not funny for him, but Danny Lee had a nice six putt. And the <laughs> I fact just it wasn't watched a that. Seven putt. Just, Does anyone see that. video of it? Yeah, yeah, I just watched it this morning. Oh, you did. We've been looking. We've been looking for. It. We can't find any. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just tweeted it. Go find it. <laughs> okay, right on. Great. It's, it was, it's, we, uh, find it. we played with him the first two rounds. So really? he, he lines up his first two putts. Doesn't even touch the hole from like four feet, and then his third one, he just like one hands it, slaps it, and it lips out, goes seven feet away, goes around, does the same thing back. And like, then yeah, he, make, did it, he did it five straight times, just snacking at it the hole. Like, remember when Phil just did uh, it on the on the move? That looks like what was about to happen. But then yeah. he withdrew with a wrist injury after the yeah. goal. It must have must have hurt himself on those seven shots there. Yeah. So that was something. That was a very relatable moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No it's tough. It's tough in a tournament. You know, all you want to do is pick up and take your circle seven for your handicap when you're with the boys, but <laughs> you got to keep plugging away out there. Yeah. And obviously the first round, the first round, a lot of people were pretty upset how easy it was playing. 
I know uh, JT had the 65, and then we saw Patrick Reed doing well. But yesterday, I, I think I saw Matthew Wolf. Did he beat him by 11 or 12 shots? It would have been uh, 11 yeah. over yesterday, JT was, yeah. Yeah, JT was six over, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, Wolf beat JT by 11 and Reed by 12. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, how incredible was that 65 yesterday when, like, like I think ten guys shot even par or better, maybe yeah. all, all round. Really? Yeah, he are, you is. are you sweating a wolf going six under par today? No. Then he'll be eleven <laughs> under par, and guess what that means? Ed is not aware, but Reed has promised to dye his hair or beard with streaks of green in it if someone goes eleven under par. Oh my God! I'm rooting so hard for. <laughs> When I saw a golf course, I was like, there's no chance in hell someone's going to break 11 under par of this guy. I mean, I don't care. That'd be like Tiger Woods at Pebble. After round one, you must have been thinking there was a good chance. No chance. I I, I honestly thought that it would still be over par. I don't think it'll be over par now. I think the weather will be somewhere in the two, three, four under par range. Uh, honestly, uh, I think it's hard to play with Alita at the U.S. Open, but um, yeah, dude, it, it, at that first round, I was like, wow, actually, that was kind of surprising. It, it was softer, but but still, man, it's golfing your ball, that golf course. So you, you mentioned it's hard to play with the lead in the U.S. Open. Do you think under these current COVID conditions, it it's possibly easier for a new guy, a 21-year-old like Matt Wolf, where he doesn't have the crowds around him kind of adding to that pressure, or what do you think? I mean, I think it's easier in the sense there's not going to be a whole lot of um, pressure from the, from the fans and stands and then all that stuff going on standpoint. But in the same respect, and the, the 95% of the tough part of it is the golf course. I mean, they'll put some pins out there today, and especially on these greens. And the, it, I, I can't wait to see where they're at because there is some of these pins, like, as I mentioned before, you, to win this golf tournament and to play around, there's some spots where you have to accept hitting it to 40, 50 feet. And, you know, and, and knowing that that's the right play. And then under the gun, sometimes it's tougher to do. And, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I hope he does. Matt's a, Matt's a great dude. He's, he's uh, you know, a young, up-and-coming up, up star. And, but uh, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, if he wins, how many – how many weekend hackers are we going to see out there trying to replicate that swing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Breaking their backs. Chiropractors will be happy if he wins. Yeah. That's true. It's between, well, it's looking like it could be between him and Bryson, but at the same time, I think if someone shoots five under like Wolf shot yesterday, I feel like they're likely to win any of the top six. We also had... Rory come back with a good round yesterday. He's sick. When was back. the last time? When was the last time? And I, I don't know this off the top of my head. I, I'm, I'm asking it truly. When was the last time someone shot five or six under in a U.S. Open in the final round and won? Probably never. Probably, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it just they can they can set this golf course up as tough as they friggin' want it, man. Like it's it's brutal. Yeah, no, they should. It'll make things more interesting. Just complete yeah. carnage, you know me. Yeah, that was the, the talk after day one. I mean, you saw all the reports of the USGA being livid with what was going on 
with right. the guys, all the guys under par at their golf tournament. That was kind of funny to watch them squirm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about, have you or uh, Ed also, have either of you guys ever seen greens play this hard or this tricky? Um, not like this, man. I, I mean, I've, I've seen greens like this, but they're just not, I don't know. It's just different. It's just, these greens are different. They're the humps in them are sometimes three, four feet tall, you know, and from where you're standing, it's pretty, it's crazy. There's a lot of slope. I can't, ima- I've never seen anything like it. And I can't imagine, uh, that's, I mean, I would assume that Augusta would be similar sort of circumstances with the humps and bumps there, but I'm not familiar with Augusta either. Not yet, anyway. Mm. Not yet, exactly. So, what, okay, I got a, I got a flashback to the 20, 2015 Chambers Bay, and everyone was disgusted with how those greens were going, and everything was unfair. What, I, is Wingfoot just such a respectable golf course that no one's going to say that? that? Or is it really just like when Chambers was there, they were so bumpy and like not true? Was that the kind of main, main deal there? Uh, yeah. I, w- I would say yes. As, uh, but we, I, I, at that time when they played that U.S. Open, I was actually living like a mile from the golf course. I was going to say, Reed, you could probably provide some insight there. I know you lived up there. Um, but what I will say is that I was not there during the U.S. Open. I mean, I lived there, but I was actually in Sweden, Sweden at a wedding. Oh. Um, but they have redone their greens since. They changed them to bent. I, I, and, and I've heard that they've got a lot better. That golf course is one that can host the U.S. Open. It's a different style, obviously. It's a Lynx. It's an American Lynx golf course. Um, you know, and undulation and whatnot, whereas in Scotland and the Lynx golf courses over there really don't have a whole lot of up and down. It's flat. And there's a few courses that have some elevation change, but not all, not like that. But anyway, Chambers Bay, I mean, I don't know. Ed's, what are, what's your thoughts on it? I just thought that the, the greens were just bumpy and not true and they couldn't roll. They weren't keeping their lines on their putts. And that's what they were really upset about. Almost as upset as I am about that flag that you have behind your head there, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> Ridiculous. Can somebody get read a new flag? Hey, the Kraken one will be coming soon. There you go. Through two years from now. Well, a year and not much. Yeah. I've already got the hat. I've already got the hat, Zach. I'm just starting to add to the collection. Slowly. I got to say, they have a very nice logo. Not they do. Plan, but... That means some of the some of the lines you've seen the guys take on some of these putts out here, like I don't know if you guys saw that Zach Johnson putt where he putts it to go behind the hole and come back down and he drained it. But like the imagination to see that is just um unreal. What hole was that on? Uh that's a was great it question. Fort there would have been uh fifteen? I think it was like a front left pin on on Thursday or Friday. It was on Thursday for, for sure. I don't recall. It was, I, I saw it. It was, you know, just on, you know, replay. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was really That's cool to watch. You with your buddies for fun, not at the uh, U.S. Open. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes it's like the only way you can get a ball to somewhat stop near the hole, like anywhere within like a six-foot radius. 
Yeah, that, that's what he said after. He's like, there is literally no way to go towards the hole, so I had to put it up the hill. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. I mean, but how, how about how about trying to trust that? Like, you're, you're the player standing <laughs> over it. You're like, I'm hitting it up this way. I hope it comes back. Yeah. What about the caddy? If it was the caddy's idea, imagine he puts it up and it doesn't come back down. Yeah. Uh, no caddy put himself out there that much. <laughs> <laughs> They hit it over here. It's only 80 feet from the hole. <laughs> Did you guys have any crazy putts, though? Um, we didn't have anywhere we had to play it backwards or, you know, completely. But we had some huge swingers, that's for sure. I mean, we had some putts that were five, six, seven, eight feet of break. You know, from 30, 40 feet. See that? Yeah, yeah nothing. No, no, no good stories there. Just just some big swooping pots, but not, not anything like that. And we haven't made any of them either, by the way. <laughs> I mean, those are pretty incredible <laughs> that it actually went in. Like, that's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, no, Crazy. I, was, uh, I was watching the second round at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was on the TV, and there was, like, a group of eight older guys. They're probably, like, in their 70s. And one of them looks over at the other guy, and he's like, how many strokes do you think you lose on this course? And I'm like, this guy better say a really high amount. And he goes like, he's like, I think I lose like 10. And I just wanted to yell at him. I'd be like, you lose like 100. I'm like, I know people who are on this course and they're professional golfers. Yeah. And they can't make it in. You That's never right. Get it. Yeah. It's, it was a course you had to definitely be hitting it well. I mean, your, your misses were exponentiated. That's for damn sure. And if an amateur – Let's say a 10 handicap were to go play that golf course, I would put the over-under at 100. Yeah. yeah, they have to find a way to show it on TV, I think, where it makes it look harder. Because like, I find it looks way easier than it is when you watch it on TV always. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't That's, do it just most of the time. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that gets us into talking how – who knows if Matt Wolf can really hang on to this lead because no lead is safe out here. You can go out and play – six you know solid holes of golf but you might end up with six bogeys and all of a sudden you're you're from 500 to one over and you feel like you haven't even played that bad right yeah currently yes. golf. currently of like the 30 players playing there's three guys under par so it's looking like much of the same right ed uh you've been to the dominican republic next week yeah Yes, I was there three, four years ago. I don't think the rough will be the same, so it should be a little easier to spray it around out there. <laughs> What's that golf course uh, look like? What kind of short, long, twisty, turny, straight? It, it's pretty long. Um, there's not really very many trees out there. Its biggest defense is the wind, and it doesn't look like it's going to be that windy next week, so it could be pretty gettable. Um, it's certainly pretty. It's right on the, right on the ocean. Um, great vistas. It's going to be great. Do you think that where, uh, oh. where are you staying at? I'm staying in a, in an Airbnb kind of 10, 15 minutes from the, from the course in the, in the little town that's there. Nice, I'm not dude. afraid to sort of out into the towns where there's no English and right. <laughs> I kind of like there. Unfortunately, there's a curfew next week. So, you know, we'll have to be on our best behavior. <laughs> yeah, Ed, you must be going crazy with the quarantine. Oh, man, it's brutal. I left three months ago today. Wow. And, yeah, so it's been tough. I haven't been able to go home. But thank God for I've been able to stay with Reed and 
and his roommate Chris have had a good time here in Jacksonville. And we're looking forward to a great day of watching the golf on, you know, on TV. It'll be fun. Yeah, before we get back to the golf, I think we're around halfway through. So I think uh, it's time. I know Reed has a couple ads for us, a couple promotions he wants to share. Yeah, just uh, always like to give a thank you to uh, our, my partners and our partners. Um, obviously, you guys. Uh, love being with you guys and, and all, all we do. Um, Forma Cars uh, out of Columbus, Ohio. And Chris Sorelia, the owner, I uh, always like to thank them and the partnership we have together. They create some pretty um, pretty good replica cars out there in Columbus. Take a look at them. They do some old Cobras and whatnot. Uh, TD Design, Tommy Dodge out in California. Thank you uh, for always supplying the clothing. Um, Tommy Dodge does his own designs, uh, creates his own shirts. Uh, check them out online. And then again, uh, Surf and Turf Golf uh, out of Texas. Uh, creating some pretty, pretty sleek hats that, uh, you know, all styles and types and, you know, whatever. So take a look at them, but thank you to all the partners and, and, uh, whatnot. And we appreciate your, your help. Yeah. And you got, you got some sleek looking hats out of it as well. But before we get back to the Dominican, we wouldn't be doing, uh, Nolan justice if we did not mention Tiger Woods or the people, because as we know, Tiger brings everyone to golf. Nolan, what happened? Man, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow for me this week because we saw Tiger making, you know, it's, I mean, it's part of the course, but he made so many, in my opinion, mental errors this week that you shouldn't see <laughs> the greatest golfer of all time making. Um, you know, and part of that's, you know, he's always going to, be a little rusty with the schedule he plays nowadays. Um, but there, I mean, you just look, look at two, you can look at one hole on the course and it was hole 18 where he made doubles each day and almost in the exact same way where he plays like conservative, conservatively the entire hole. And then eventually it forces his hand to have one aggressive shot that he um, screwed up in the same way each time. So he went like three wood um, and doesn't put it in the fairway, uh, lays up like short right of the green and has to try a tricky f flop shot out of that tight lie, short right of the green um, with that huge sloped elevated green right there and chunked it both days, came right back to his feet and has to play long and try to two putt from like 40 feet and it was just very frustrating to watch that happen to him uh, the same way back-to-back -back days um, I felt like he wasn't quite aggressive when he should have been and um, that that was the main takeaway for me is he was playing conserv conservatively and a lot of the time it wasn't working out so why even play conservatively? Why not go the Bryson DeChambeau route? Right, Zach? That's right. My favorite route. I picked him to win. He's in second place. Just smash it as far as you can. Hope yeah. for the best. Yeah, we so that Tiger's got a lot to work on uh, to defend his green jacket um, coming up here. But you know what? We can still say defending Masters champion. So we'll hang on to that one as long as we can. And um, the, the scary thing is he's not going to play much golf between 
now and then. Yep. So, um, I mean, he didn't play a ton um, leading up to the Masters uh, previously, but the dude just needs some more tournament reps, and it's kind of obvious. So, Is it because he's worried about injuring himself or he partially doesn't care? That's – you know, I don't think he doesn't care. I think he would love to be out there as often as he can. Um, but priorities in life have changed for him, um, for sure. But, um, yeah, it's it's he can't play as often as he, he would like to and um, has to pick and choose his, his spots to go after it. And he's going to ramp up for every every major whenever he can. So, Yeah, and uh, so now, now we could head to – it's the Corrales Punta Cana in Dominican. Is it still called that? Yes. Wait, so you said you think it's going to be a bit of a birdie fest. I, know, I think uh, it could be, especially, especially if the wind doesn't blow, then, then it will be because it's pretty wide open. So do you think that suits your guys' game much better than a grinded-out course? Not necessarily, but uh, you know what? It um, – but it, actually, but yes, I mean, because, you know, Sebastian goes ahead and bombs it out there. Um, we've been working a lot over the last month on accuracy off the tee because that was a real weakness that we had last year. We were hitting from the rough, you know, far too often. But um, honestly, this week, it probably won't really be that, that big of a deal. You know, I know we, we hit 72% of the fairways in the, in the tournament in Napa and still missed the cut. But man, that was the first time in a long time that we've been, you know, having second shots from the fairway to be able to put it onto the greens and have birdie putts. And that was a real, uh, real turn of the corner for us. So I don't, we're pretty I don't, excited. I don't think people realize how prominent hitting from the fairway really is. And, and more so on some golf courses than others, but it just changes your, you know, your lines coming into, into greens and what you can really do with it. And, because a lot of these guys won't take, you know, a lot of risk if there's there's something bad that can happen there. And so, yeah, fairways are definitely uh, something that, you know, are, are, is important. And it's so funny that we're talking about that. And I agree 100% with Reed. But look at the leaderboard here going into the fourth round at the U.S. Open. The guys who've hit the least fairways of all are the two guys who are leading. It's just yes. bizarre, you know, in a place where the grass is up to your knees. Just it's makes incredible. no sense. Yeah, I guess for those two, it's just because they hit it so much farther than everyone else. And every, that was my theory, that everyone's going to be missing fairways. So how many less fairways is Brighton actually going to hit, going to miss? Yeah. So may as well just keep smashing it. Exactly. I, yeah, why not? Turned out to be pretty true, Zach, you smart fella. You might get one right. <laughs> we have to predict the winner here. So That's right. So, by the way, if Bryson shoots eight under, Reed will still have to get his beard dyed green. So, that's good, <laughs> yes. too. <laughs> it's so exciting. I think there's genuine chance. Man, I hope they put the pins in really easy spots today. Although yeah, I, I think Reed's frozen on us. That's funny. Um, I, I'm going to come out with, like, polka dot instead of stripe. Just polka dot. Yeah, and everyone's going to be wondering, like, oh, he must have, like, lost a bet about his own player. No, it was uh, no, Bryson no. DeChambeau shot eight under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, what else do we got? What other uh, stuff is there to know from the do tournament? Do we want to make picks for uh, – I guess, yeah, we'll make picks for sure. Yeah. Besides, besides our, um, our Sebastian Kaplan, our very own. 
I think <laughs> oh, for next week or for you're talking about for next week. Yeah, yeah for next for, week. Again, yeah. Um, I like this week a couple of different guys, but um, these these fields are always tricky because um, mm-hmm. there's so many guys who can break out, and like Ed was saying, I think it'll be a it'll be a who's gonna go low, who can who can just fire the most birdies this week. Um, but I am gonna pick a guy who I've thought could break out any time on tour. He had a great college career. Um, at Stanford, I'm going to go with Patrick Rogers. I think I've picked him before, probably. Um, but yeah. I, I think uh, he puts it all together this week. Ooh, I like that one. My pick, I'm, I've been going with him for uh, weeks now. haven't picked him to win, but I feel like he's one of the better players on tour and just hits every single green. Canadian, Corey Connors. Uh, yes. It's funny. I, mean, I, I almost went Canadian, too. Is he going to play, Zach? He should be. You think he'll he'll withdraw from it? Is he has a field been set? Yeah, he's, he's in the field as of now. Gotcha. He just gotcha. cannot putt. There's like three or four guys on tour, him and like Benny Ann, who like just cannot putt. That's a unfortunately that's a big part of the game. I know. I always wonder how much better they are putting, though, than, like, an average person anyways. You know how right. often they show Hideki Matsuyama and all they talk about is, man, if he could get the flat stick rolling this week, or right. he could beat anyone. I'm like, you guys need to stop talking about this. this is so he really is like, all the time. He's the best ball striker on the tour forever. The reason why everybody thought he was a bad putter is because he had more 12-footers than everybody else for birdie. And he yeah. only makes so many that, percentage, so it seemed like he missed more. But he also made. It's also you know major champ. <laughs> you know, but he apparently like couldn't putt, but he's pretty damn good. Exactly, Ed. Besides, uh, we always uh, take into account we're picking ourselves for the week. If you aren't picking yourselves, who do you I'll like? I'll tell next you week? what. I was just thinking about it, and I haven't because I know that the the way the COVID thing went this week with or this year, I think some of the top corn fairy guys are getting starts on these sort of off-field events for lack of a better description tell you what here's a good dark horse that's playing great and is even playing well this week how about will zalatoris i love it yes sir he had a hole in one this week too he did actually should have had two did you see that it hit the pin on uh, on the on the same day on an, on, a, on 13 and uh it really could have went in it wasn't going that fast yeah, he's he's like one of those uh, young. Yeah, he is too, right? definitely. He's like there every week. We played with him in Savannah. Mm-hmm. We played with him in Savannah like a year and a half ago. It would be, and I remember watching him. I was like, man, this guy. Is, you know, you can just look at some people and you're like, man, that guy has some talent. And he, over the last year and a half, you have just watched him progress and progress, and now he is so good mm-hmm. on the corn ferry. And, you know, he comes to the U.S. Open. He's the nicest fella, very cordial and very friendly, but just uh, kind of puts off some, some mild confidence, and that's what you need. And I, yeah, I think the guy is going to win on the PGA Tour very shortly. Yeah, he seems to be in, like, the group with those other young guys, and he just is the one, I guess, who barely missed out on a card or something or struggled two years ago. Because they all seem to talk about him like he's like with the Wolves, Hovlands, 
and just hasn't been able to put out the win to get to the tour. Right. Yeah, he's good, man. And his caddy's all his caddy's awesome too. Yeah. I mean, these young guys, though, they're, like, taking over the PGA Tour. That's what I was saying. Like, Victor Hovland's a lock to win the Masters if Wolf wins this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, either, it's either Hovland or, or Scotty, right? Scheffler. Yeah, Scotty could be part of it, too. It's true. Yeah, he, Scotty Scheffler could win any week. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, hey, that's another guy that has the right mindset about the game, man. Doesn't ever get too upset. Doesn't ever get two up and down just kind of goes and hits golf shots and moseys along. And, and I think that's what it takes to be, you know, really successful. Yeah. So uh, if that's all we have from golf, we can move on to uh, some other sports. Cause I know that's been the big rave. We're all big sports fans here. Ed, I noticed you, you're not a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. <laughs> Who's your team? Yeah. I'm a Leafs all the way, man. Oh all my God. Way. You're the worst. <laughs> how did i not know this i wanted the Islanders to go to the cup so bad you guys are like both the worst the penguins are supposed to hate the islanders uh, hey hey in in all fairness the islanders have four guys on their roster right now that went through the seattle uh major junior team that i watched play a ton when i was there so I have some likelihood that some of the players are. You're just you guys got to help me out a little. So I know there's the Rangers and the Islanders, both in New York. Is one like the Yankees and the Mets? or? Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah, the Rangers would be the Yankees and the Islanders would be the Mets. Although <laughs> the Islanders did have a stretch there where they were really good in the 80s. The Islanders are even like lower than the Mets. They played in like an arena that half the people couldn't see. Tickets yeah. were right. free. Yeah, they they've like won more though. That well, they won what three in a row at one point or four? I think it was four, but yeah, three or four in a row. Yeah, they're coming on. Yeah, they are. They're pretty good. Tell yeah. you what, the Mets yeah, are. They're young, on. And young and pretty. Yeah, and then uh, we got basketball. I know basketball. We could all be more included because Nolan likes to claim himself as a hockey guy, but we'll let it pass. Big basketball guy. What are we yeah, thinking? Big- Who's going to be in the It's going to be – I can't believe the Miami Heat, man. Um, they're making a, making a push, and they're, they're uh, putting some pressure on Boston, who – I mean, everyone thought Milwaukee could possibly make it this year and <clears throat> didn't see that. So it's kind of open in the East and now down to those two teams. Um, really have a hard, hard time uh, picking against LeBron now. <clears throat> Ed, are you a big basketball guy? I, I mean, I follow it. I think it seems very difficult to pick against LeBron, especially now that the Clippers somehow got eliminated by Denver. That was a shocker. But, uh, yeah, you got to figure that they're going to – I think they're going to cruise. <clears throat> yeah, yeah I, we'll think, I think the Lakers – I've been trying to, like, find a way you could bet this, that the Lakers do not lose less than – more than two and a half games the rest of the way. I think they would just dominate their bet. way. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't watched two minutes of the NBA since <laughs> it's come back. It hasn't. It's been the Heat have had exciting series, but outside of that, I mean, the Lakers. It's they lose game one, except this round, and then LeBron's like, "I should actually start trying and stop giving these guys a chance," and then they sweep them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and Anthony Davis is the most troubling guy to defend. I mean, he can do it all. and he's That's why it's brutal. They have LeBron, and then they're just like, oh, we'll also put arguably the best player in basketball next to him. So. Yeah, and that's when LeBron's at his best, when he doesn't have to be the best. I mean, he's he is one of the best facilitators in the game, and um, if, if, he's, if that's his role, then – you're you're seeing what's happening. So yeah. I think he's the best facilitator ever. Very convicted on that. Not better than Kobe. LeBron. LeBron's I think is the best passer of all time. Yeah. Better than Kobe. Better than Kobe. <laughs> Kobe forgot how to pass. <laughs> uh, that's my joke. <laughs> better than Shaq too. Too soon, Reed. Too soon. No, that was not related to the hell. It was just a, it was a basketball terminology. Uh. And then I know you guys are uh, Sunday, obviously. We got big football games. My team plays tomorrow, the Saints. No Michael Thomas. Very troubling. Drew yeah, Brees might suck now. Also you troubling. Pick up, you pick up Traquan Smith? I did not pick up Traquan Smith. <laughs> yeah, not. I got Jared Cook, though. So I think Jared Cook's going to see some more targets. Yes. I love Jared, Jared Cook. Good, yeah. He's yeah. a big tight end, dude. Yeah. Are you guys big football fans or just uh, big drinking fans on football day? Uh, you know, we like to have some pops and some beers on football day. But uh, I'm not – I really don't have a favorite NFL team per se, but I love watching all the games. I follow it and, you know, whatnot. Not, are you not a big Seahawks guy? No, they're <laughs> one of my least favorites. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, you got to explain. You're, you're jumping on the cracking, cracking train, but. So here, here's, here's why. Growing up, they had Sean Alexander, Matt Hasselbeck, um, you know, all them. And it was, was, that was never really a fan, per se. What? Oh, Lofa, Lofa to Tupu. That's who I remember. The linebacker? Lofa Tupu, he played, for, he played for the University of Washington, yeah. Um, but growing up, they had all those guys. And, like, I never was a fan, per se. Like, I wasn't, like, actively supporting or whatever. But then when they got good and he saw six million fucking people jump on their bandwagon and act like they've been watching for 20 years. And so I just was like, this is so pathetic that I, I'm just – I don't – I yeah I mean I don't wish bad upon them I hope they lose every week but it's like I mean I really don't care you know what I mean yeah so yeah I don't I feel like that could I mean if I ever saw that happen with like the Portland Trailblazers one I'd be astonished I don't see that ever happening like where they win a championship and then like the next year you see all these fans but you never know it could happen I guess that would turn me off a little but um, yeah I, I would don't know. I follow players more than anything. You know, I just like watching the football. Now, when it comes to college football, I'm a diehard University of Washington fan. Had Washington not been in Seattle in the rain and cold and myself playing, you know, golf outside, it just wasn't really that feasible as far as, you know, practicing and whatnot. So that's why I left. But if it was in a good weather place, I would have never left you though. Oh, yes. So uh, we can now get to my favorite portion of bad questions from a Canadian is <laughs> University of Washington playing 
they're working on they're working on getting getting back to playing by uh halloween i believe is that the one where like the commissioner's son is playing in another conference and he's like we can't play oh i didn't hear about that uh so are they the only major conference not playing though um the big 10 just announced their they're for sure coming back and they're they're putting their schedule together so yeah yeah they're the, the last one standing wow. are you guys ed are you also a big college football guy i love it who's I your love team? i love ohio state Ooh. oh so it's nice to see them come back for the the big tents schedule to come back and uh you know i mean and, and just for a shout out to my cleveland browns you know given that first game up only not being able to run the table I guess we'll have to settle for 15 and one this year. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Talking about a franchise. That's <laughs> At least Cleveland will suck, but they'll be like somewhat exciting. And yeah, you got Odell <laughs> and his sexual preferences. <laughs> but, uh, no, and you have our, uh, you have our tiger fact for the week. <laughs> Trying to get back on the train here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do. Let's see. Um, very quick and to the point here. Um, since it is major championship season, um, I saw this little little tidbit, and it, it kind of makes sense. But it, you know, the, the universe works in weird ways every once in a while. But Tiger Woods um, has won every major where Jack Nicklaus is playing his last competitive round in that major. Wow. Very, oh wow! Yeah, very weird, weird fact there. But I think it was like the 2000 U.S. Open, um, 2006 maybe um, for the Open, and that's about as far as my knowledge goes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that's pretty deep down there to find that. <laughs> Whatever. I wonder what Masters it was. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to find that that one. It must have been. I feel like I feel 05. like Jack. Into like yeah, the mid two thousands. Yeah, it must have been like the O five one or yeah. Yeah. I'll you as as you're discussing it in any second now when I get there. It is the two thousand five Masters. Boom. <laughs> must be the yeah. two thousand five Masters, two thousand five Open, and Ty- then the two thousand U.S. Oh. Open, two thousand PGA. Yeah, right when Tiger was on a streak. So there you go. Then I have, uh, I, have my, I have my little tidbit, my geography trivia for the week. And this is more of a fact, not a question. You got to tell As I am in Jacksonville. Mm. You can do this, Reed. You can figure this out. I can't do it. It's impossible. Because <laughs> now you guys know. Uh, Jacksonville rather jacksonville city limits proper is the largest city by area in the, in the uh, continental united states Ooh. wow another bad question so the united states is excluding alaska and hawaii is, what what's up continental yes. united states is just excluding so that does alaska. not include the hawaii and alaska Okay, poor guys. 
No, it does not include, include Alaska. Uh, so. That's a good fun fact. Do you know what second is? Or you didn't get that far? Didn't know idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Jacksonville guy now. But, uh, yeah, just, you, 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 think of, you think of Jacksonville, you don't think of it. I mean, at least I don't think of it. I mean, it's big, but you don't think of it being the largest city by area in the yeah. No, I wonder either. why. I wonder if that's um, why they struggle with sports teams. <laughs> so massive. They got yeah. like you have to drive so far away to go to the game or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's low blow by Nolan. Low blow. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all we have, I know it's a special edition. We got football in an hour, and we all do not want to miss it. So, uh, on behalf of all of us, thanks so much, Ed, for coming on. We're for sure gonna have to have you back on again soon, especially now with the season back on, you guys playing some more. So we'd love to have you on again soon. Right. I'll be, I'll be on very soon. Hopefully sure. I'll be on next week yes. with a win under our belt. Absolutely. Right. If, if, Ed, if Ed Alton and Sebastian win, Ed will be our guest next week. Absolutely. With the pink beard. Ed can be our guest any week. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Later, boys. See you next week. Thanks. Yeah.